Hello, I'm Ben, and this is my podcast where I share interviews, tips, and ideas to help you build a better marketing strategy. In this episode, it features an extract from a recent club webinar, number 18, where I share my entire process for building a website from planning to go live. I talk about the best way to plan your website, how to do a competitor review, and tips on mapping out your site. Enjoy. Essentially, my process when we onboard a client with a a project is to go through a series of calls. Sometimes there can be a meeting. At the moment, obviously, we are doing a lot more remote work than we, um, or we're mostly remote anyway, but we've missed out that initial first meeting. But essentially, it's a series of calls. And I want to get everyone working together, whether it's just me and a client working on a website, or we've got a designer, copywriter, photographer, videographer involved. I want everyone to work together. I don't want the client to work with just me and then I feed out the information to everyone else. Or maybe we're working with an external project manager. I want everyone to understand the same thing and be on that journey together. I believe it produces a better result uh, and you don't get the Chinese whispers effect. We move through several different stages, planning, content gathering, the design and build phase, which to be honest, that can last the longest part as you iterate through going live and then review at the end. And and really for me, it's all about iterating on on the previous step. So when we're planning, we don't know what's going to happen, but we have a good idea. The client has certain expectations. They want things for their visitors. They want to be able to achieve more sales, whatever it may be. And then we iterate on them. We say, well, how do we get there? What do we need on the website to put that into place? And then how do we need that to look so it's friendly for the customer? So the obvious things are obvious. And then how do we go live? Where's it going to be hosted? Have we got all the details for that? And then finally, looking back through the website at the end of the process, maybe 14 days, 30 days later to say, has it done everything we wanted to? And what else can we do? What more can we do? And I I passionately believe in this. I've been involved in lots of projects where it's come from a project management centric uh, and design centric background. So the project manager will liaise with the client. They'll bring back all those details and they'll feed it to a designer who'll make the design. And then that design is fed to a coder or programmer who'll make it work. And then that's all fed back to the project manager who liaises with the client along the way. And while that does work, I find there's a lot of wastage in that process. So the first step, planning. Um, Like a lot of things, it's often the stage a lot of people don't do enough of. um, And I'd rather spend more time planning or guessing about what's going to happen than just jumping straight into designing it, as fun as that may be. And there's lots of clients who want to jump into that phase because it's exciting. They want to go and design things. Whereas actually, we need to just plan. Forget about the design. Forget about what it looks like. And just think more about, um, well, the things we've got here. So what must it do? What do we actually want the website to achieve? Um, When we're thinking about our customers or potential audience, what do they need out of the website? How is it going to help them? Competitors, having a really good look at the people who are going to compete for your audience's time, or they're going to come up in search rankings, or they're just going to be a brand they already know. What are they doing well? What can you take from what they're doing well and do it better. And then putting that into a site plan. So taking some of those ideas and thinking about what are the main pages you need in the site. We call them landing pages or sometimes campaign pages. 
And then what are the supporting pages? So all the pages around that that add additional information. And then any other content ideas, really putting that all down in the site plan. Um, and then putting everything into a project plan. And the project plan will tell you who's working on the project. It's going to go through the objectives, what uh, any timelines. Um, it's going to have the audience um, details, competitors, and so on. So often, the first call we have with the client, we go through all of this, collect a lot of information, then put that into one plan. And that can be shared out with the client and anyone else working on the project. So we've all got one base point to work from. What I really hate about some projects is you get thrown lots of information by lots of different people. Maybe there's lots of stakeholders within a, within a larger organization and they're all throwing you information. I think you've got to have one place where everyone agrees on how to move forward from that place. And so it's really important to go through this project plan. Um, something I didn't mention at the beginning, but some of the documents I'll reference here, I will make sure I've got a full version of that in our club um, clubhouse so that you can use that for yourself if you're developing your own website you can go through the same process we do even if you're doing it on your own it's still worth doing so there's a couple of things here I, i've i've got the full planning document that i use you can you can download i'm just going to pick out some bits from that so vision and this is all about um you often hear this vision um, vision or mission it's all about what you as a person or as a business want to be known for and i think that's core once you understand that everything else comes off that, all the supporting content, everything you're trying to do is in order to further that particular vision. So think about what you want to be known for. Think about the outcomes you want from this website. Do you want downloads? Do you want sales? Do you want signups? What, what do you actually want people to do on the website? Um, and then you start thinking about what content needs to be on there, the sites or styles of uh, designs that you, and more importantly, your customers will like, and then any deadlines and dates. So again, jotting all of that information down. Oh, hi, Philippa, good to see you again. Thanks for joining us, particularly relevant for you. Um, the next section is audience. Now, I've talked extensively on audience in another webinar. It's number 11 called Understanding Your Customer. Um, so I suggest if you want to know more about that, rather than me rehashing here and wasting time, that's the one to listen to. And I go through that in detail. If you haven't done any of that, it's well worth going through that full process. It's not only going to help with a new website, but it helps with any marketing or you're doing. It really just helps you understand who you're trying to communicate with on your website. Because remember, and a lot of people forget this, the website you're building is not for you. It's not for um, your company in most cases. It's for the people um, using it, your customers, your audience, people who are coming in from social media who want to read a blog article. That's who it's for, not for you. So it's worth understanding that audience truly and deeply so that you can better communicate with them. And I'm still learning all the time, constantly. I'm learning what people like about the way I work and how, you know, if there's any improvement points or things I need to mention on the site to um, connect the difference between what I'm presenting and who I actually am. So yeah, go and check that out. That's number 11 called Understanding Your Customer. Um, I haven't really done much on reviewing the competition, so I thought I'd bring a few points in here um, because it's worth touching on, definitely. But a big part of this initial planning process, whether you do it on the call with the clients or who you're working with, or you do it as um, offline, so you, you take it away as homework uh, and come back to it and come back in the next call, but it's to review the competition. The simplest way to do this, I, I think, is just to search 
as you believe your customer would or your audience would. So just go out, type in a few keywords that you believe they're gonna uh, type in, and then review the top three results. Look at their snippets. So that's the uh, little bit of text that comes up in Google with the title, uh, URL, and description. Look at that. What do you like about it? What keywords are in there? Um, what can you do better? Um, the reason you want to look at that is because you will be, if you want to be on page one, competing against those three results. So you need to see, is it going to be something that's easy to do? How much, how much work have you got to uh, involve yourself in there? The next thing to do once you've had a look at those, the three snippets is to go and have a look at their websites. Again, what do you like about their websites? What are they doing well? Don't worry about negatively uh, criticizing them. There's no point. Just think about the things you like about them and, and you want to be aiming to be 10 times better than them. So you want to have more content that talks about, uh, in this case, accountancy. You want to have um, more images on there. You want to have a video on there if they don't have, if they don't have videos. Um, think of, look at those top three results and think about doing 10 times better. Um, placement of keywords, um, just have a spend time doing that. It's probably worth spending around um, half an hour to an hour at the very least. Just having a look, not making too many judgments and just writing down things that you like. Believe me, it's going to be worth it because, and, and this isn't a process to help you copy them. We don't want to copy them. We just want to see how to be better than them. And the only way to do that is to spend some time really looking. Um, obviously, if you want if you want more information, then you really need a um, like an SEO audit or competitor review where we can use some tools to dive into the, the details about why they might be doing better than you. But you don't need that to begin with. Um, there are a lot of things where you can obviously see that Google is trying to surface useful information and you will pick that up as you're going through. So that's the first thing I'd do after your audience is a competitor review. OK, and then we're looking at site plan and nothing too crazy at this stage. I don't there's no point uh, worrying about an extensive site plan. A lot of people use nice, fancy tools for doing this, like Visio or some people use Keynote or PowerPoint. I worry too much about that. I like a nice, simple bulleted list. So start with your key pages, home, the landing pages, your the main pages you want people to go to. And then your supporting pages, blog articles. Um, Anything you can think of, really, just put that down and make sure you've got a loose hierarchy. One thing I would say is to try and keep the hierarchy as simple as possible. You really don't want people to be going more than three levels deep. So that would be, in this case, maybe home is one level, tax is another level, and then a page under tax uh, would be a third level. You don't really want people going four levels deep or more if you can avoid it. Sometimes you need to do that, but try and avoid it. And the easiest way of avoiding it is to structure it all up front in a very simple sitemap. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to see what's going on. So I've got a very simplistic view here. Yours is going to be difficult. You can do it in boxes. You can do it in fancy programs if you like. But I think either just write on a piece of paper or just sketch it out in a, in a bulleted outline format. Keep it simple because we'll be moving on and taking that data into a into the actual website as soon as possible. So we don't want to be wasting time on that. And that's a good point, actually. A lot of people will develop very extensive um, and well-designed plans and sitemaps and various other content at different stages throughout a project. But to me, there's very little point in doing that. If you can articulate what you want clearly, then you don't need to go any further than that by making it look pretty, because we're only going to use that content to take us on to the next stage. 
which in this case will be a wireframe where you start pulling all that content together. So just do the bare minimum you need to get it across. It doesn't need to be beautiful, really, because we're going to throw it away and move on from that. It's just some, uh, so we've got a starting place. OK, so once you've got an idea of who the audience are, the competition, you've started to pull together the ideas for your um, website and just put together some loose pages. The next thing to do is content gathering. And this, this can be fun depending on the company, sort of company you are, how much marketing you do already. But essentially, it's about pulling everything you've got into one place. So any photography, any videos, any audio, if that's relevant, text, uh, whether that be printed or otherwise, just pull everything together. The previous website, any on online marketing you've done, social media posts, bring it all together in one place, whether it's screenshots or copy and paste in the text. Doesn't really matter, but bring it all into one place. We like to put, we use Google Docs for sharing files. So I like to set up a client folder and then share that folder with the client and they can just dump everything in there. And that can work quite well. So we can share that with whoever um, on the project, whoever's working on the project and refer back to things later. Once you've brought everything together, the next thing to do is, is to then just work through it, look at it. Decide whether you're going to keep it, discard it, or whether you need to um, write something new, maybe a commissioner, photographer, or copywriter to write new. But the first phase is to bring it all together and then start um, chucking it out. It's a bit like uh, tidying your room, your bedroom, or your house. The easiest way to tidy it really is to pull everything out of the cupboards and then look through it, sift, and then throw all those bits out and then start putting it all back in. And that's, that's all we're doing here. We're looking at everything you've already got um, and then sifting through. You could, uh, is it like the Mary Kondo method? So you could, you could think about, do I, do I love this bit of content? Do I really want to keep it? Um, the other thing to look at is to start in this phase is to start thinking about the, how the sitemap will start looking as, to, as a website. And that's what I call the wireframe. And this is about taking all of the information you have and starting to put it into um, a real website where you can. Again, some people will use specific software to develop wireframes. We actually put it straight into the website. Don't worry about the design, doesn't matter what it looks like, just start creating the pages, giving them the titles you think they should have, and start putting in the content that you feel should be in there. And, it, and if you don't know what the content is, just write, in brackets, what you think should go there. So it could be three column, um, three column images uh, demonstrating our main products or uh, blog articles here. Doesn't matter. Just start putting in. Don't worry again what it looks like. It's not important. It's about this phase is really about putting everything in place. Um, it's also worth looking at search engine optimization. And once you've gone through and put some of the content into the wireframe, thinking about what keywords people would type into Google or other search engines to find that particular page. And I would um, spend your time on that. Again, doing a bit of research. Once you've got an idea of what the keyword is, you can put that keyword into Google, see what comes up. Again, you probably got a little bit of this information from your competitive research. So, um, start doing a little bit more, digging into what keywords are used, whether they mean the same thing as you think they are, is the right com content coming up in Google? Are those pages expected? Are you gonna have to develop pages like that to get found and so on? It's 
this stage is a bit iterative. You've got to kind of kind of go round and round a little bit. And, and SEO really is something that starts here, but moves all the way through the uh, the website and continues forever, really, as, as you're marketing and refining it. So at this stage, definitely focus on content. Gather everything together. Do not worry about what it looks like. It really isn't important. It's more important that we're just gathering information together. And the way uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, really, if just when you're making content and you're making a page, if you want it to be found on Google or you want people to not click off it and bounce away, just make it bloody good. <laughs> make it 10 times better, 20 times better. It doesn't matter. That's an arbitrary number. Just make it a lot better than your competition, because um, it's going to help you get found in Google results. It's going to help you get shared and people naturally linking to it. If you found this podcast interesting, you might like my marketing club. You can join to receive regular advice and tips so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every month, along with all previous webinar videos and audio-only podcasts to listen to while you walk your dog and exclusive discounts and other perks. Find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club.